1: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Show Radio. This is episode 605 of The Show. I'm your host, Andrew.
0: Hey, guys, and I'm Danny.
1: And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. And we're going to jump right into it, guys. Head over to theshowradio.info. Check out our past shows while you're there. Subscribe and tell a friend about the show. This news today was uh, very, very shocking. And it shook the gaming industry, Microsoft, to buy Activision Blizzard, For nearly $70 billion, uh, I think to be exact. It's 68.7. Daniela, let's talk about this.
0: That is definitely one for the books. It's like the biggest deal to even happen in the history of gaming right now, at least as far as I'm aware. Because that is a huge acquisition. And, And you know what's crazy is that I think it was not even too long ago that, you know, the Xbox made... Um, another acquisition and then that blew our our minds right there like and then they did this like i'm not the biggest xbox fan but this is huge and this i don't even know what this can bring for us but i'm excited by it
1: yeah definitely excited so some of the games include call of duty of course warcraft candy crush tony hawk diablo overwatch spyro hearthstone guitar hero crash bandicoot starcraft and more join team xbox as a team we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet so this is january 18th depending on when you're listening to this this is absolutely massive um so initial thoughts and then we'll jump into some details um how you feeling about it
0: um That just like we are, what two and a half weeks into twenty (laughs) twenty two, and there's these huge things that are already happening. I mean, yeah, the deal isn't going to close until I think June of twenty twenty three. So there's like a twelve to eighteen month. I think they stated that before it fully closes. But the fact that you know it's going out on their socials, this is huge news that they're talking about it. What, what I want to know, and this is is just that. All of these changes that all of these employees are going through, like, oh, okay, well, you know, you had Activision, Blizzard, King. They acquired King last year. And King, if you don't know, like, Activision wanted to jump into the whole mobile scene um, because that's where they're lacking. King is known for Candy Crush. And then they acquired it. And then I I have to assume that around that time that, you know, possible conversations were also happening of like, hey, Xbox, hey, Activision Blizzard, you want to be buddies? What kind of buddies do you want to be? And then this happens, you know, because these types of conversations don't just happen overnight. It's not like they went out for lunch last week and, you know, hey, this sounds like a great idea. We should go through with this. My people call your people and then bam, come back Tuesday and like, here's big news. Um... There's a lot of things that kind of like concern me because that's that's just a lot going on. And I always feel for these employees and they have things going on, these transition, these changes. Where do they stand? Um, you've seen it in different studios before in the past where, you know, they merge with another team and then some get let go. Some stay and it's not quite the same. I mean, as a business standpoint, this is huge individuals, you know, and I'm not just talking about developers, I'm even talking about like HR, you're talking about um, you know, people who work in the marketing they're, they're, those are really big teams that work for all of these companies yeah. um, and then you have the whole, you know fighting for equal rights, which has been a huge thing with Kotech so I'm excited, but I'm wary about it, like I'm going to be keeping an eye
1: yeah, I'm. I'm definitely excited. So, so if you're wondering uh, which companies are involved in terms of the Activision uh, umbrella, you have Beanox. I'm just gonna name a few here. As you mentioned, King, Infinity Ward, High Moon Studios, you know, Legendary, there, Major League Gaming, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob. Um, I'm. I've heard different things about this particular one where uh, there was um, potential. Maybe layoffs with Toys for Bob and if it still fit into the things that they're going to currently do because of Crash Bandicoot. So I've heard some mixed uh, wor- words there, uh, murmurings. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with Toys for Bob, but you have Treyarch in there as well. And it's pretty much every team across Activision Blizzard. And and the other thing I wanted to bring uh, to this conversation, uh, Danielle, I want to hear your thoughts on, is um, Overwatch. Okay? Now, Overwatch is a game that, you know, I enjoy watching. You know, I, I've played it briefly, but I really appreciated what I played. But um, they announced the second one, but we haven't really heard anything after that. Um, what are your thoughts on on that uh, series and, and the future of that based on the fact that it's quiet right now uh, for Overwatch?
0: I'm not too worried about it. I definitely think that Overwatch 2 is definitely still in the play. It's being developed. There's no way they're going to be dropping that. I think it would be absolutely ridiculous if somehow, some way in this transition, that gets dropped. Like I can't, I can't see that. I feel like there's still a lot for them to work on still. Like they've given some teasers. They put some content out there about it to keep the interest up there. But I, I still feel like it's not going anywhere.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. I,
0: I just like I, I really hope because it was was great about Overwatch. I'm I'm not like the biggest fan, but I really do enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I got I got into that game really late, but it was re- like really smooth for me to jump into it. Was it a little bit toxic? Yes, because those people who've been playing for like a really long time. But the people I got to play with that are friends made the experience a lot of fun. So what I really, I still want to see it be able to come out on all platforms. I I don't want it to just be Xbox and PC exclusive. Granted, I will be playing it on PC. Um, But it, the, that's a joyful game that I feel everybody should be able to, you know, enjoy and, and get on. I think that maybe, maybe there might be some a little bit of delays here because of this transition, because of possible, you know, reworking around, not necessarily the devs that are on it, but, you know, the the program managers and and, you know, going through this. But I don't I don't I definitely don't see it like going anywhere might take a little bit longer to come out, but I still think it's in play.
1: Gotcha. So until the transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me, me being a CEO, <laughs> Phil Spencer, right, as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. And then they also uh, showed the new chart of the, the leadership, the gaming leadership team. Um, the structure of that team is pretty solid um, for sure. Uh, any, any concern about, um, so we can even touch on, you know, what we think Sony may do and, and the immediate future based on this massive news. So let's touch on that a little bit and then we'll do some details on the articles that we saw.
0: Okay. So my, my biggest concern about this is this an exciting goal? Yes, it is. But my biggest concern about this is that, yeah, Microsoft, you know develops and produces and you know, puts out and publishes their own games. and they have their own console. Sony does the same thing too., uh, but when you start buying up all of these studios, like is is this gonna transform our quote unquote console wars when you know, the next generation, which I hope does not come out for another five years, um, how we look at it, I mean, Sony has definitely got to do something because Microsoft now owns some really, really great studios that's under their belt. Um, I, I don't want to go into this entire, like, mode or era, whatever you may call it, where you have these platforms now just buying the studios and possibly making, okay, well, these these games that are coming out from the studios from this point forward um is going to be exclusive to our console because now that's where now that's where you're just really deciding okay i want the ps6 (laughs) because we know it's probably going to be called ps6 um you know because it has not that there's any talks not there's any rumors right now but you know oh they own square enix oh they have this oh they have that oh xbox has they're XYZs of all of these studios and that's what's going to be the deciding factor. I think that really, really narrows, narrows it down. So I hope that in the long history of things, even with these consoles, these, you know, these platforms buying up studios that they still make games that are, yeah, they're going to have their exclusives. I expect that, but that the vast majority that we've grown to love playing on any platform they want and having that choice remains and stays intact. That is my biggest concern
1: yeah, I am I'm definitely excited with everything that we're seeing right now with the gaming industry now for for me, I know we we kind of laugh about it in the past um, you know, and even previous uh, episodes that we've recorded in terms of what the console war is at this point. And for me, I was thinking about this earlier before we recorded is the console war will always live in the hearts of those who are pushing that narrative right? I think at this yeah. point, if uh, we're looking at the industry as a whole and how everything is, you know, cross-platform and cross-play, you know, it's really not about the the plastic uh, that we're using uh, or hardware whatever that we're using to, you know, play these things. It's about the connectivity, you know, interoperability of everything as it relates to the gaming industry as a whole. So I think that where we are right now, it is pretty fascinating to see what microsoft is doing and as you mentioned earlier this is only the beginning of the year but uh what's going to happen in spring you know and what what announcements are we going to see you know june july you know they're saying this deal is going to take anywhere between 12 and 18 months uh, according to phil spencer this is super exciting to me and i'm just uh, glad to that we're able to you know uh, talk about it and and just share you know our excitement for it
0: yeah I'm definitely coming at it more as a gamer as a fan um than you know a journalist about it because uh for me right now it's a little bit hard to be uh appropriately objective about the situation i get I just have my concerns um it's definitely exciting it definitely pushes the competition and that's i think that's a big thing that I can really look at it it when it increases the competition, you can only expect bigger and better things out of both. Okay, you know what? I'm not even gonna bring up Nintendo. Nintendo, we always know Nintendo, Nintendo does Nintendo does. and in <laughs> right. its in its only other world. It only it does its only thing. Right. And that's be Nintendo and it gives zero Fs about <laughs> what the
1: rest of the world is doing. Exactly. Because
0: we love their products and everything they do. So now it's really it's really watching to see how Sony steps up their game what they're going to be doing. Cause we already know that like 2022, Xbox is coming to slay. It is just like, that's it. We're owning this. This is our year. <laughs> that's the way that I'm seeing it. And, you know, we've had so many conversations that, you know, with the Xbox Game Pass improving time and time again and just smashing it like it's turned me, who's not the biggest Xbox person into an absolute fan because I love the service that they offer. And PlayStation is just so far behind on that. Does it have great games? Yes. But the service can do so much more considering how much I'm paying or the subscription service. I mean, Xbox has proven that. So I'm, I'm just incredibly interested to see, um, what's possibly in, in Sony's playbook
1: yeah absolutely so one of the things I wanted to do with this episode bonus episode so we're not going to be too long-winded here I want to touch on some of the things that we saw in the uh, New York Times article and we can touch on those things and from there we'll we'll wrap up you know how we're feeling going uh, forward so uh, the blockbuster acquisition announced on Tuesday which is the time we' recording this uh, would catapult the company into a leading spot in the 175 billion gaming industry, okay? And I know you briefly touched on the um, the harassment stuff that was happening uh, with uh, the accusations and the discrimination. Can you amplify that a little bit, and then we'll move on uh, from, from that?
0: So that's still going on, and I hope people don't forget about it. Because that is still a huge issue. I mean, Phil Spencer's has touched, touched on it. I mean, even before we recording, we, you know, we, we brought up how he was saying that it's just not accept- acceptable. There needs to be changes. And I guess if you can't convince a person to change and you can't directly affect it, you know what you do? You buy the company and you make those changes yourself. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of people still want Kotek out. And I stand be i personally stand behind that um I'm in support of these employees, and I think it's ridiculous that there's still no changes in that front um i mean he's kodak has has stated that he'll be there for as long as he needed as long as like you know the transition goes smoothly. You know what I mean I'm not a big person i'm not going to pretend that i know how these acquisitions and transitions go but i feel once it's on there and the movement's going forward you got phil spencer you really needed really come on
1: (laughs) yeah that's so like
0: that that's where i i'm saying so i hope in in all of this like i uh, if it was me Man, you can you, you can go into retirement already. Just just leave.
1: Yeah, there was one tweet that I saw that showed how much he would get if he left. I mean, he he's paid regardless whether he stays or whether he leaves. Kodak is is paid regardless. Another thing that I saw in this particular thing that we highlighted, Microsoft framed the deal as strengthening the company's hand in the so-called metaverse. And then you all we also remember that Facebook rebranded uh, to Meta. Uh, so the thing that I got there, I want to hear your thoughts on this as well, is um, anything that is happening with technology, Microsoft will not be uh, behind uh, in any way, shape or form. What are your thoughts on that?
0: So that that's the part that really interested me because, again, as like this whole digital world, the meta metaverse starts developing, you mean people are learning as it happens, you know it's not like there's some history for us to go back on to be able to build our opinions off of that so i i find that when they say that they want to strengthen the company's hand in the so-called metaverse uh what does that mean like what are they looking into like what are what are they like do they want to make their own metaverse to combat you know whatever facebook is doing or meta is doing uh because You know, when it comes to the digital stuff and coming out, you mean Facebook or Meta. I don't even know what to go by them anymore. I think next month they're officially going to be called Meta. I think that's really weird. That's my personal thing. Um, They are capitalizing and making sure that they have a good stronghold on VR and AR. Now, was Microsoft saying that they want to get into that, get a good grasp on it, and and like you said, they don't want to be behind. They want to be the standard. That's that's always been Microsoft. They want to be the standard of what to expect. Um, and considering that in the past, and I, I and I mentioned this in our last episode too, that Microsoft showed no interest in wanting to jump into VR. They felt it wasn't there, and now now they do now they want to
1: okay so so with what you're saying right now i think it's interesting because there's the um there's a ship and then there's a speedboat mentality right so it's it's fair to say they have enough money to buy what they need to buy to get into the game and never seem like you know they're down 20 points and they're really trying to catch up and it's hopeless right so they can just buy what they need to buy to get back in after doing, you know, research for whatever it is, whether it's metaverse or anything else. Now their cloud uh, services have been more on the business side. We didn't touch on that yet. The Azure, um, you know, product and, and most of that stuff I'm sure is going to be used and, you know, the gaming side of things as well. So I think that as you said, now they do. And I think because they can buy anything to be in the game. It's not going to take long for them to make any major decisions after you know some meetings here and there. even if it takes a year, a year is still fast to make a decision to be in the game of something, right? Now when you look at uh, Meta and, and Facebook and those things, uh, Microsoft doesn't have from what I understand an actual um, you know VR headset, right? No, it doesn't they, they don't right? But Facebook does. so at some point, I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to either get into that market as well. Because um, the, the murmurings uh, for last year was that they were getting into the graphics, you know, the GPU world also. So they have a whole bunch of things that they're getting into. They're getting into the GPU market. They're buying all these companies, you know, Bethesda. That whole, you know, thing was one. Now you have this whole thing with Activision, you know, publishing and Activision Blizzard. So, so I'm not, I'm never going to count them out because of the fact that they have money to make those acquisitions and then the other thing too to mention uh, as i'm thinking about it is the fact that um, the the differences between sony and microsoft and their philosophies will show us between now and the next two to three years what really matters to them right so playing everywhere and all that games 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 is microsoft we're not necessarily seeing that with Sony, right? So with the pandemic, we saw, you know, we have to make some adjustments to start having our games on other platforms and, and then go from there. Now we see God of War and we we have all those things. So I'll just I'll just land there for now. Just want to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I I would absolutely love to see Microsoft get more into the game of VR and AR technology and gaming. Um they they really are as 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 much as i am a sony fan microsoft has been there for a long time they've been at the forefront they have been great competition to improve what sony has brought to the table and you know i would love for somebody else to come in and, and take that from facebook um i'm not I am not and I probably never will be a huge Facebook fan. Do I love, you know, the VR products that they that they have? Well, they didn't necessarily come out of they bought Oculus. So but now that they have it, I mean I love I love the Quest. I love their introduction to making VR uh, affordable to more people and that people are enjoying it and VR fitness has been a huge uh, thing for people um since you know going to quarantine since um, the whole entire pandemic started so to see microsoft come in and rattle that cage that facebook has been dominating for a long time i mean there are other vr headsets uh, but they are just out of that price point Um if the, anybody can do it i feel that microsoft can definitely throw you know Grow in the gauntlet there and and definitely shake it up. And I would absolutely love to see that, uh, you know, and if they happen to be like the end all be all that people will end up, you know, really seeing and taking VR a little bit more seriously and seeing that it really isn't going anywhere. Um, neither is this, you know, metaverse that's coming out. If If Microsoft, can do that. I'm all for it. I really am. I, I just thought, I I guess it to me, for them and hearing and seeing in the past that they just weren't interested in it. And now that they are, um, I, I just want to see what they come up with. I want to see how that, that dynamic has changed for them. And, you know, they have so many, so much, you know, resources available to them now. Um, they have teams that can go into it and you know what they don't they can buy them
1: (laughs) absolutely so um in the same vein of what we're talking about right now so phil spencer uh said recently that whatever the metaverse may end up being gaming will be at the forefront of making that mainstream he also said that call of duty is uh, one of the amazing entertainment franchises on the planet and then the other thing i wanted to hear your thoughts on as it relates to Call of Duty and how it was announced, you know, last year, fourth quarter. And the fact that the branding of Call of Duty, even the messaging, you know, barely had any Activision on it based on the things that was going on, you know, at the particular, you know, offices and whatnot. So uh, I'm almost inclined to believe that even then, maybe they were strategically placing that to make sure that that wouldn't be a damper on this particular announcement. Because, it didn't just happen overnight. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Cause I, I mentioned that earlier. This wasn't that, this wasn't something that happened in the last couple of weeks, get alone in the last couple of months, like to get to this point where you'd be like, okay, we're going to go through with this. This has to be at least a year's worth at the very least of conversations. Um, and, and both parties looking how it could benefit them. Um, Just to see, I I definitely think leaving out and kind of slyly not having Activision so directly tied to Call of Duty in this um, this last version definitely, I think, has to play more into, you know, all of these allegations that are coming out. But I think it had to do a lot with stockholder prices. Okay. I, I think I think that that's like the biggest part of it and how it will benefit them. And then, yeah, I, I do agree that during the conversations that they were possibly having, maybe over lunch, um, that like, hey, we want to go through with this. But you got to get this sorted. Right. I And that's that's pretty much it.
1: OK. OK. Uh, Definitely cool on that. So federal regulators, monopolies, um, deals being anti-competitive. I know we have some additional thoughts there. Um, Do you think this is overkill? Um, uh, From what it says here, that uh, the Federal Trade Commission and also the Justice Department uh, recently announced a new effort to broaden how they should determine if deals are anti-competitive. What are your thoughts on there? Do you think this is too much?
0: As far as which side, as far as them being acquiring Activision, or yeah, the... as far as
1: them acquiring Activision, and if they decide to, you know, buy another big company, you know, like do you think that it will be a, mono, a monopoly? Where do you draw this... the line? Yeah, exactly, where do you draw the line? Do you think this is crazy enough, or do you think that they're going to continue? Because we thought that they were going to hold out, not necessarily see something this early, you know, to, as far as an acquisition, and this is one of the biggest ones yet, right? So, so where, as you mentioned, you know, where the, where would the line be drawn at this point? Shouldn't it be drawn?
0: I think it should be. Um, I, I would be absolutely shocked, 100% shocked if next year Microsoft acquires another studio. Okay. I, I really absolutely would be. Um, and again, this is also one of my concerns too as a gamer. I don't want them to make, like, I'm sure all the titles that are being worked on, the ones that we know, the ones that we don't know, I feel confident that they're like, okay, if it was deemed before we did the, this acquisition, um, that was going to be on all of these platforms, I feel confident that they would stick with that. But going mm-hmm. forward after that, anything new i don't want to see it just being this is an xbox exclusive only this and only us like i i don't i don't want to see that that would that would upset me but nothing's going to stop them from being being able to do that they they own it so they have the right to do that so at some point yeah there has to be a line drawn and I don't know who makes those decision. I don't know if it's stakeholders. I don't know if it's Bill Spencer. I I really don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be but, interesting. I'll go ahead. And yeah, go ahead. It,
0: it, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting because I still want to be able to experience this. Like I I love my PlayStation still. Um, I still I love my Nintendo Switch. I know there's some games there. Like Overwatch Two is supposed to be on apparently available on nintendo switch i won't play it on there but there are people are and, and you know there there's certain titles that you kind of expect to be across all platforms mm-hmm. um to take that away not a big fan of that absolutely not so i i i think like this this acquisition i think is definitely going to be the biggest one It's the biggest one in history right now um as far as i'm aware I I can't picture them doing another big one like this. I can't. And I, I don't think I want to. <laughs> I
1: can. I, I will, be shocked. Out there. I, I will I can. be shocked. I can. I'm just going to be like, okay, it is what it is at this point. I'm going to play my games where I want to play them anyway. So to me, it really doesn't affect me on a day-to-day, right? But it does affect the individuals who work for uh, these studios and these companies. And I hope that you know they, they're able to keep... Uh, their jobs and and do what they need to do for their families. But for me, you know, I think the last Call of Duty, which is Vanguard, is one of the best ones to date. You know, it's simplified. I just love what they did with that particular thing. I don't recall ever, so let's just put it this way. Let's just talk about this part. I don't ever recall caring about who published the game and why, right? It only became a conversation when we started, you know, getting behind the mic, right? But when I'm playing Spider-Man or when I'm playing whatever I'm playing, or even when I'm watching movies, I don't even know half of the studios and what they're doing and how the movie came about. I don't know who worked on Eternals. I couldn't tell you who worked on, you know, who's working on the Batman right now. I don't know, you know? Maybe certain directors, I may like, you know, how they do things or, or even some composers like Hans Zimmer. But outside of that, I don't know what's happening in those spaces, right? But what I do know is when I turn on my PC, okay, and I open up the BattleNet application, I'm going to play Call of Duty there, okay, and then maybe my friends will play with me at some point, uh, you know, with uh, crossplay and and those things as well, and and that that's where I'm at. I'm not necessarily focusing so much on on the um the 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 small things, you know, that that are big things right? But we talk about these things because we love the industry and we love the excitement that's happening around it. But outside of that, it doesn't necessarily affect my day-to-day on how I'm playing. But as we mentioned earlier, the console war stuff, it really goes for the individuals who want to harbor tension that is not even required at this point, right? As it relates to the industry and how the games are played. I love the fact that you love your PlayStation 5 if I get a system at this point, it would be the PS5 as my next system. There's no reason for me to get an Xbox console right now, based on how things are set up. Steam is doing amazing things. They have the handheld coming out. And Microsoft is valued at more than $2.3 trillion at this point, Second only to Apple. So, uh, random thoughts there. Uh, what do you got?
0: So, okay. Not, not to put this, like, Sony is always going to be there. Sony will always find a way. Sony is not going anywhere. So to go back on the antitrust laws and the federal regulations and, you know, maintaining control over this market. What about like services that are up and coming still that are having a rough start? Like, what does it mean for like Amazon Luna or Google Stadia? That's what I want to know. Okay. Is that if if there's a new platform or console that is coming up but then the studios that they thought that, oh, you know, I wish I could have a Call of Duty on on here or wish I could have Diablo on this platform. But it's owned by Xbox. Does Xbox have the right to say, like, it's on our platform? Thanks for trying.
1: Mm.
0: Like, what does that mean for those services? I
1: what think... does that
0: mean for us? I mean, I mean, both Luna, Luna has, I think, has done better than, than Stadia, but they're oh, yeah, relatively sure. new. You have Amazon, you have Google wanting to get into the space. Both are really big companies. But when, you know, the games that you want to offer, wish that you could offer on your service are owned by one singular franchise. Mm-hmm. What happens like where what what happens there? What do they do? That's that's the part I'm also interested in.
1: So so for me, just looking at it from things that we've seen, you know, in the past, if the service provides what it needs to provide for the niche audience that it's serving and it's able to be uh, successful and and profitable, it will be around, you know, Uh, Amazon Luna will remain where, where it is unless, you know, they're acquired in some way, shape or form, or they're sold off to another company or a subsidiary or something like that. And then you have uh, Google Stadia, you know, maybe they'll make improvements where they need to make improvements to make it more attractive for people to use that particular service. But there were a lot of changes already made from Stadia when it started out to where it is right now, right? To try to keep it going or to keep it even profitable. So I think that if the service provides value um, and they are, they can profit from, from that, it will remain either what it is now, you know, as you know, Amazon, Luna, or not, right, if it's not profitable or they can't um, do anything with that particular service. We see it done with games all the time. And I think the same mentality applies to when services are not necessarily meeting uh, the standards of the company or the expectations of the company uh, by way of profits, right? So we see games already that have disappeared uh, from Amazon, you know, they'll try to, you know, bring a game out, the game will come out, they'll do a demo for a long time, they'll do a beta for a while, and they, they realize that it's not going to be as profitable as they thought it would, or the user base is not as interested in the product that they uh, put, you know, millions in, you know, maybe billions, depending on, on the thing, uh, to bring out to market. So that's how I look at it. You know, it's either going to be profitable or not. If God of War was not going to be profitable on a PC side of things, and they didn't have to, so so I'm thinking the pandemic revealed a lot for for not just, you know, us as, you know, living in our homes, not working for gaming companies, but it revealed a lot for gaming companies to, to pivot to make decisions too. So they decided, you know what, based on everything that we're seeing and we don't have anything in a pipeline right now, we might as well take these games that we have behind these, you know, quote unquote exclusives and make it available to other platforms because we can get money. We can be profitable. On another platform. And I think every company does it. For every product that they come out with. And that's why I'll, I'll land there.
0: I get what you're saying. But I, I guess I'm coming from like. Yeah Amazon has not. <laughs> Amazon's struggling. On the game development side here. Um, and. I, I just still want to see. That competitive nature. And that if somebody comes up. With a great console. That they have the ability to have games that we love on their platform and i that could be next year that could be five years from now i just want that availability to still be there and not be locked behind well this this company owns this studio and it's for their platform you can't have it yeah, I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that monopoly.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So now you you'd be looking at a top three. Uh, you'd be looking at uh, Sony, Tencent, and and Microsoft if this um transaction goes through, which is, you know, absolutely incredible. Like right? just when you think about that, then you think about Minecraft, and you think about Candy Crush, and you start naming some of the titles now that they have, and then even um, are we going to see you know, Xbox Game Pass and, um, Call of Duty, you know, day ones, you know, from now on. We don't know. We'd we have to see, right? So, so there's a lot that, that's happening right now in this particular thing. And, um, there was another thing I saw in this particular article. It says, you know, our goal is to allow the content to reach as many players, as many players as possible. I agree that they've been on that train, uh, for a long time now. Thoughts?
0: and i And I will hold them to that to make sure that maintains true unless they mean that we're looking to get as many of the gamers into our ecosystem, so then then they will have as many gamers as possible reaching um but i I hope that uh, that continues to maintain to be true for a long time
1: yeah and and even we didn't even talk about the one hundred and thirty billion in cash reserves that's right. Can I just
0: money. have like half half a million? I mean.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: Even if you give me half a million, you still have $103 billion. <laughs>
1: That's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm, just,
0: I'm just saying. You, you know, okay, so the, the one acquisition that I was really hopeful for Xbox to get, I, at this point, I don't care if it's Sony and I don't care if it's Microsoft who gets it because I think it would be great. It'd be better if it was licensed out to them. But I was really looking forward to the acquisition of um, Discord. Mm, okay. And and I know that at one point, Xbox or Microsoft was really in the talks for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing was like set in stone, but there were talks. There were. Like Discord was cheaper than Activision, but, you
1: know. Didn't Discord do something with PlayStation at some point? I don't know what that was about. I'd have to maybe they were talks with them too. Yeah, I have to but, do a little bit more digging uh, for for that. I, I don't know why I thought like they had some kind of partnership or integration, not necessarily a buyout or anything there, like there that. There
0: needs to be some type of integration. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that Gilded is like kind of trying to compete with Discord, but Discord is still the go to for like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see that app on one of their one of their platforms or to be licensed out to both of them and then just better communications. I, I'm sorry, but Discord has better comms than Xbox Party Chat or the PlayStation Chat. That so, was one acquisition I'm still looking forward to. I don't care who does it.
1: Yeah, so so uh, this is May 3rd, 2021. Uh, Jim Ryan, president and CEO, uh, announcing PlayStation's new partnership with Discord. And, uh, this was, um, on the SIE.com website. So they do have a partnership, um, for, with Discord, not Why a bio. Why isn't
0: it on my PlayStation then? Pardon me? Why isn't it on my PlayStation <laughs> I then?
1: I don't know. But this is. Why says, is it um, that one of my,
0: one of my benefits of my Discord Nitro over here, whatever it's called, gets me Xbox.
1: So here's, <laughs> Game here's. Game Pass. So here's what it says popular communication service will integrate with your social experience on PlayStation beginning early next year, so you're probably looking at either February or March if it's first quarter if it's first quarter. oh
0: make it happen now
1: yeah first quarter now exactly head. exactly so that was but either something. way
0: that's, that's that's an acquisition I'd like i I would cheer up and down for um. Yeah. There there's a lot changing. I, I feel like this this year for gamers, for the entire gaming industry, Microsoft definitely shook that cage. I'm very interested about how this year plays out. I'm very interested to be at E three for this next year.
1: <laughs> if they have it, right? <laughs> If if they if do, they have it. If they have it, right? That's. <laughs> I'm that's pretty that's sure around this
0: time, I said the same thing, and you know what? No, e three.
1: Yeah, if they have it, so so there was a pledge here for 250 million towards increasing employee diversity. Uh, said it would strengthen uh, anti-harassment policies. Right, this is under the Blizzard Entertainment subsidiary. I'm just going to read some quick hits here. Uh, Spencer wrote in November that he was disturbed about everything that was going on there. So we we did touch on that already. We mentioned that the 18, uh, 12 to 18 months for the deal to close, uh, Kodak will still be around until then. So that's what you're looking at there. And then we we look at all the acquisitions, right? So we see um, we see the acquisition for Bethesda, right? We see Zenga recently, okay. We see this big one that we just got today with Activision. And we also shared our thoughts on potentially uh big ones happening in the future. But this one was pretty big and some people are speculating. I think we're pretty pretty much done with most of the stuff in this article. Uh some people were speculating what PlayStation might do in their acquisitions in the near future. Uh they were saying things like speculating you know square square Enix and, and things of that nature. But I don't think the philosophy is the same. That's my opinion. Uh, your thoughts on those things?
0: I wouldn't be surprised um, if Sony bought uh, Square Enix. I'm pretty sure they sold majority of their stocks to Square Enix. So, like, I want to say like 2014, 2015. Um, I don't, I don't know the full history about that one. But I, if someone's gonna buy a studio. Square Enix is definitely at the top of that list but then that's where we get into like which studio can like has the most money to go buy whatever it
1: wants yeah I'm, Great I'm for really those happy. Studios, I guess. i'm I'm just I'm happy I'm happy that uh, I get to play the games the way I want to play them and there's individuals right now and I have to remember that there's individuals right now who are uh, excited for you know Xbox and Xbox game Pass and everything that they're doing as a company and the services that they're providing and they have no idea that this took place today.
0: It definitely rocked the world
1: it definitely well I, wo- I the world. woke
0: up to your your messages just like
1: yes you did.
0: You know, I'm like, it is too early for this. I was
1: losing my mind. I was like, I can't believe this. Yeah, I barely slept today because of it too. But I mean we, we this is what we do, you know? We talk about the games that we love and, and the industry and and so many different ways and, and you know, platforms and things like that. But this is this is huge. Uh, and um I'm I'm here for all of it. Same. That's Definitely all.
0: a lot to look forward
1: to. Absolutely. That's all I got. Any final thoughts on this?
0: Um, I think the biggest thing, I mean, yeah, it's a big acquisition and it's a huge price point there. Uh, I still don't think I play a lot of Activision games. I think the only Blizzard game that I'd be interested in seeing coming out is StarCraft 3. Okay. <laughs> that's where I'm at with this. Let's go. I, I had a buddy of mine who, um, who, uh, quote, retweeted this whole thing, the big news. And he, uh, he said, StarCraft, StarCraft, StarCraft. I replied to him with StarCraft two more times. And I'm like, you got to say it five times so it comes true.
1: <laughs> right, right. I'm, so I'm calm, man. I, I'm I think it's dope. So, no Call of Duty for you? No. <laughs> I'm good. It's good. I like I the think, last I one. I, like no, I
0: think from that side, for like big title games, um, really is, I guess, Overwatch 2. That's that's the only thing that's really coming to my mind for the big titles. I would love a StarCraft 3. Um, yeah, that, that, that'd be my top two games, that I hope.
1: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so um, I mean that's all I got. So guys, uh, make sure you check out Daniela. Where where can they find you, Daniela?
0: Um, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Miss DJM.
1: Awesome! You can, find where can me they find you? you can find me at Uriah. You can find me at Uriya. U R I Y Y A. And also check out the Club on Clubhouse, the Alliance Academy. We talk about different things in there. YouTube, gaming, and and some other things that I plan to. Have while we have conversation there and in the near future. There may be three odds this week. I think it's a busy week already and right out of the gate, but I'm definitely excited about that. Uh, the show radio.info, the show Info, and that's all I got. Danielle, take us out.
0: Thank you guys for joining us for this special episode of 605. And I think we're going to make our 700. If we're going to keep this momentum, 700 this year, I hope. But thank you guys for hanging out with us and checking us out. Until next time. Bye.